On today's show, let's talk about Josh Green. His role is going to increase next season. Is he ready for it? And why is he the one stepping up into the starting five? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be in every day, or subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. What next step do you want Josh Green to take? Do you want him to be better as a three-point shooter, better defender? Do you want him to step up into the starting role? Do you want him to be a closer? Anything goes in the comment section. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And if you want to support the show, text us. Get text alerts from us on Mavs Rumors. We were texting all this weekend, sending info about Dirk's Hall of Fame sending pictures, sending the exact moment that Dirk is about to talk so you don't have to watch the whole rest of it. If you're interested in stuff like that, we'll text you straight to your phone. Subscribe to our subtext. Again, it supports the show. Isaac Harris recovering from his grand adventure going to the Hall of Fame. If you haven't yet, go to you go to our YouTube channel. Even if you don't watch us on YouTube, go to our YouTube channel and go to Shorts. And watch all the shorts Isaac did because just a great glimpse of all the stuff that he saw at the Hall of Fame, at the red carpet. Like, the amount of NBA personnel and people that he saw at the red carpet was amazing. So, go check out all that kind of stuff on our YouTube shorts. And, uh, yeah. So, I want to talk about Josh Green today. The Boomers, which is not a name for a generation age bracket when it comes to basketball... The Boomers is, is the uh, Australian national team, is what they call themselves. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> I enjoyed that. They're going to start their FIBA preparation games today, tomorrow, question mark. It's like at 2.30 a.m. Central Texas time. I, I don't think I'm going to get up to watch this preparation game. I'm going to see if I can watch it after the fact. And if I do, if I am able to watch it, I'll do a quick episode on it. But... Uh, we have not been able to find these games. I even asked a source uh, from ESPN Australia. The, the source is Kane Pittman of Lockdown Bucks. But I asked him, I was like, how are you watching this game tomorrow? And he's like, I don't really even know. So we're trying to figure out if we can watch them. If you have a way, let me know. Subtext me, comment, anything. Uh, I've tried the courtside, that courtside site. And it doesn't seem to be working for the Australian games. But anyway, we'll find a way. But Josh Green's starting to play for them. And I asked Kane, I asked him, is he going to have a role on this team? Is Josh Green going to actually play? And he said, oh, he's a lock. He's a lock to play on this team, which is was not the case in the Olympics a couple of years ago. He was playing, like, what, six minutes, three minutes a game? Like, not much for that team that went and won bronze. And now it's a couple years later. Josh Green is taking this step up. And so how can he take a step up for the Mavericks as well? Because he's going to have to. He's going to have to. I want to talk about what's next for Josh Green. I want to talk about how he did improve from his second year to his – you know, from you know the first year with, with Jason Kidd to the second year with Jason Kidd, his third season in the NBA. And then I want to talk about what his role is on the Mavericks right now and why the Mavericks, why I believe that he is a starter and he is the fifth starter. I think a lot of people do believe he's going to be the fifth starter for the Mavericks. And let's start here. Is he going to get an extension? 
Is an extension coming for Josh Green? He's eligible for it right now. We asked Tim McMahon when he came on the show last week, so you can go check out that episode with Isaac. Great episode, Tim McMahon, great info, all that. We asked him if he if Josh Green was going to get an extension. Does he know anything? He said, I can't comment on that right now. So if he didn't hear anything, I think he would have said he didn't know anything. So I'm going to guess that there's something there. And I think that there are, there is something there, that I think that they want to get an extension going. The problem is... As soon as you get an extension, they can't trade him for a year. And so they've got to figure out, all right, are we going to trade? It's almost the same thing as it was with Brunson a couple years ago, where, all right, well, if we don't get this extension going with him, or if we do get an extension, but then we have a trade, oh, this would have been great to trade for a star or trade for a center, you know, trade for somebody that this team desperately needs. What if that happens with Josh Green this season? What if a trade opens up where, Josh Green's maybe not ready to win and and be a closer right away, but Luca and Kyrie definitely are. And Grant Williams is, and you know, we got to get a center. Like, can can we figure out a way to get a center or a better upgrade at wing or something like that, where there's a team with a veteran wing that the Mavs could switch out with Josh Green. Like, is there something they can do with that to take Tim Hardaway's contract, like the 18 million plus the 4 million of Josh Green and get a, a $22 million player. And all of a sudden, this team looks like they could win something. Maybe they want to do that, but they have to decide if they're going to do the extension or not. The good thing about Josh Green, though, is he is a restricted free agent because he was a first-round pick. They didn't have to change up the way that they did. You know, The reason why Brunson was such a tough one and because he was un- unrestricted is because he was a second-round guy. They picked him early in the second round, but he was a second-round guy. And so they, you know, like they had to, uh, you know, Donnie Nelson changed his contract to where he didn't, he gave him four years instead of three and then didn't make him restricted at the end. And it just messed up so many things. But with Josh Green, he is restricted. And so I have a couple of comparisons. If you're wondering what number Josh Green is going to get, the only thing we can do, I think, is compare because we don't have any inside info on what numbers they're talking about, what numbers Josh Green's camp is asking for, what numbers the Mavericks camp are, you know, are telling or, or thinking about. But here's a couple. I think Grant Williams' deal is a pretty good starter for it. Grant Williams, 24, uh, going to be 25. He's a little bit older than Josh Green, been in the year, the league one more year. But he is making $13.5 million per year, four years, 54. He was a restricted free agent with the Celtics, and they signed him as a restricted free agent. Or, you know, the Celtics signed him as a restricted free agent, sign and trade, all that. But that's what he's making. I think that's a pretty good number for Josh Green. And I don't know if the Mavericks think that Josh Green or Grant Williams is a better player. I think, I think Grant Williams is a a little bit better player, but it's close, right? You can convince me this year could really tell a lot. If Josh Green really takes another step up and if Grant Williams is, is good, but not as good as maybe we hope that he could be in the role that he's going to play, then, uh, you know, then maybe Josh Green is better, but 13 and a half million per year. That sounds pretty good. The only other rookie in Josh Green's class from the 2020 class that has signed a non-max extension, you know, they have the, you know, what is it? The Des- the Desmond Baines and the guys like that that have signed, the, the, what is it? Anthony Edwards, LaMelo, that have signed these extensions. They've all been maxes. The only one to sign a non-max so far is Isaiah Stewart. He signed a four-year, $64 million extension. That's, that's average of $16 million per year. To me, that one's just a lot. That's a lot for a guy that's probably going to be a backup big for you. Maybe he ends up being their, their starting four. Maybe he ends up being that guy. But I, I, 
I don't even know if I see that on the Pistons <laughs> right now, which is not a good spot to be in. So for him to get $16 million per year, I bet that's what Josh Green's camp is asking for. Hey, we at least should be making as much as Isaiah Stewart. Beef stew? What do you mean? We're not going to make as much as beef stew? The other one that was interesting to me recently is Josh Hart. He just signed an extension. Four years, $81 million. That's about $20 million per year. Now, Josh Hart is 28 years old. He's had six years in the NBA. I think he's a better player. But he's kind of a comparable player to Josh Green. Like, they're both kind of a 3 and D, can do a little bit more kind of guard. It's a little bit smaller than you'd want for that wing position, but they play bigger than what you'd expect. But I don't think Josh Green's going to make $20 million a year. I think I think Josh Hart, maybe that's the ceiling. Maybe we look at that, and if he gets $20 million, then that was the ceiling for him. But I think the Grant Williams deal is a really good comparison. So if he does get some kind of extension, it's probably in that in that range right there. The other one that's really fascinating right now P.J. Washington. Remember we were talking about him? Remember that was like a a real fake rumor? Remember we were talking about P.J. Washington? (laughs) He's still unsigned, and he's a restricted free agent right now. What does P.J. Washington go for? Because I think P.J. Washington's better than Josh Green. Do the Hornets think that? Do the Mavericks think that the Hornets think that? Do the Mavericks think that? Like, what what is it? And so whatever P.J. Washington goes for this this offseason... Maybe that's a barometer for what Josh Green can go for too. And I'm really interested to see what it is. So those those are the ones that I'm looking at. Those are the the contracts that I'm comparing to. Grant Williams, four years, 54. That's 13 and a half million a year. That's what he's making for the Mavericks. I think that's a good contract for for Josh Green. Isaiah Stewart, four years, 64 million, making 16 a year. I don't think that would be bad for Josh Green. It's a little bit more than, than what you'd want. And then the Josh Hart one, four years, 81 million. That's probably the ceiling. If the, the Mavs really believe that Josh Green, oh, this year, he's going to be the guy. He's going to step up, and we don't want to mess up the way we messed up with Brunson, and we're just going to go ahead and give him 20 a year. I mean, that's a lot. That That's that's high confidence in a guy, and I don't think he'll get that, but I think that's probably the ceiling. And then let's see what happens with P.J. Washington. Coming up, what's Josh Green's role on this team? I believe he's the fifth starter or the fourth starter or however you want to. He's the starting three, the starting wing. Why is he that? Let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel has you covered all throughout football season. The the teams are starting to play preseason games. I think they had a red zone for preseason the other day, which is wild to me. But they have them started right now. So uh, go check out FanDuel. Football season's about to kick off. FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now you can bet on a Super Bowl winner and you get bonus bets every time They win in the regular season. Go check it out. Pick your team, the Cowboys, the Bengals, whoever you want to pick. And every time they win in the regular season, you'll get bonus bets that you can use on spreads, player props, over, under, and more. That's a great, great deal. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, and every dayer. Had somebody, uh, Chrissy, text us on the subtext and say, man, I, I listened to every Dirk thing that you did this this weekend talking about his Hall of Fame. Am I part of the Raccoon Squad? Absolutely. If you listen every day, if you're part of the, the people that listen to this show every day, you're part of that Raccoon Squad. That's what makes you part of it. That's the you know group of fans that we've, we've been calling them the Raccoon Squad since 2016, 2000, 2017 when we started doing this show. 
That's crazy. So welcome, Chrissy, and welcome all of you to the squad. All right. Josh Green, what's his role in the Mavericks? He's a starter to me. And I think there's a couple of reasons why he's a starter. Number one, who are the other options at three? Grant Williams is already starting at the four. It's Luka, it's Kyrie at the guard spots. It's Grant Williams at the four. He's just better as a four. And the options at four are kind of worse than the options at wing too. Uh, it'd either be Grant Williams or Maxi Omax. That's kind of it. And so Grant Williams is your starting four. And then Dwight Powell, probably your starting center, but Josh, not, you know, they'd have to have a center. So it's not going to be Josh, Grant Williams, Luca, Kyrie, and somebody else. There's going to be a center. So it has to be a center. Grant Williams are already starting at four. Your other options for the three. It's Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., Derek Jones Jr., who we talked about last week. We did a, a full episode on him, so if you want to listen to that one, I recommend going back to that. Omax, rookie. We'll see what, what Jason Kidd thinks about him. I think he's going to push Jason Kidd's, uh, maybe his not his patience, but he's going he's gonna to force his hand for sure. Dante Exum is kind of sneaky. His other Aussie teammate. He's 6'6", and overseas over the last couple of years, he's added a three-point shot. Does that translate to the NBA? And if it does translate to the NBA, all of a sudden, that's a guy that can really guard point of attack. We've been talking a lot about, well, the Mavericks just don't have anybody to guard the point of attack. Well, if Exum comes in and he's all, all of a sudden playable, that's a guy that can guard the point of attack. The other option besides those guys, who are just the players that could slot in as the three, could it be Luka, Kyrie, and then another guard where Luka kind of plays the three and they play two guards, you know, one, one next to Kyrie, and then Luca's like a, a wing instead, where he's still going to do guard things. But those guys are Curry, Hardy, and then maybe Exum too. Some count, would count Tim in there as well, but he's he slots between wing and guard all the time. Those are your options. Those None of those stand out as surefire, all right, feeling really good about this. You start Luca, Kyrie, and Tim Hardaway Jr., your your defense is still just as bad as last year because it's, it's Luca, Kyrie, Tim Hardaway, and Dwight. You're asking Grant Williams to make miracles happen. (laughs) I know he was wearing white at the white party, but that's as angelic as you're going to get Grant Williams to get. There's no miracles coming from that, from that lineup. So I think it's Josh Green, Grant Williams, Luca Kyrie, and then probably Dwight is the starting center. Maybe Rashawn Holmes makes his case. Eventually Derek Lively will make his case to be that guy. Maybe the first season. So those are your options. The other reasons why I think Josh Green will start, and because it's because they need him. They were good on the court last year. Last year, when Josh Green was on the court, the Mavericks had 118 offensive rating, which is 79th like percentile, which is very good. That's you know top quarter of the league. Their defense was 115, 115 points allowed per 100 possessions. That was 50th, so just up like just in the middle, just you know right in the middle, not awful, but just in the middle. You take those same numbers. When Josh shared the court with Luka and Kyrie, their offense was 120, which was up two points from from overall. That's the 91st percentile. Incredible. Incredible offense with Luka, Kyrie, and Josh Green on the court. You can just do a lot of different things. A lot of passing, a lot of spot-up shooting, a lot of that. Their defense was 115 points per 100 possessions. That was that's 50th, 48th, right in the middle. So they were an incredible offense, a middle-of-the-pack defense. That's honestly what this team needs. That's how Denver won the title last year. Can the Mavericks do that? Can they just be a middle-of-the-pack defense? Because listen to this other number. Last season with Luka and Kyrie on the court, but Josh Green wasn't on the court, 
Their offense was 123, which is 98th percentile. Just incredible scorching offense. But their defense was 118.8, so basically 119 points per 100 possessions allowed. That's 21st percentile. That's where you become just too bad for you to overcome your obstacles and too bad to make the playoffs. So again, to reiterate, with Josh, Luka, and Kyrie, their defense was in the 50th percentile. With Luka and Kyrie and Josh not on the court last year, it was in the 21st percentile. They need him. They need him on the court. And now with Grant Williams, I think that they'll be a little bit, maybe a little bit better. The center spot still will determine a lot of this, but that's why they need Josh Green. Josh Green over the last couple of years has had an average, a very good and average rating on Synergy the last three years. He's you know done a, lot, done a lot of different things. He's also become a good spot-up shooter, a reliable spot-up shooter, which is something we didn't think at the in, in his first season or even in his second season when Rudy Gobert was guarding him 15 feet away from him. We've talked about this a lot. He he'll he'll guard the point of attack. And the point of attack is the guard that handles the ball. The point he'll guard the point guards, he'll guard the guys that are initiating the offense. He'll guard the guard that's, that's running a pick and roll. He'll basically guard the Lucas and Kyrie's of the other teams. <laughs> These are the players he defended the most last year. Tyus Jones, Bones Highland, Jordan Poole, De'Aaron Fox, Mike Conley, Harrison Barnes, and Norman Powell. Everybody except for Harrison Barnes handles the ball, initiates offense. That's Those are the players he's going to guard. He's 6'5". He's got some pretty good feet and agility. The Mavericks switch a lot, so he's going to have to move around a lot and recover and, and try to fight over screens and things like that. They need him to do that. You're not going to ask Grant Williams to do that because Grant Williams is way better at guarding bigger guys, big wings, your LeBrons, your Durants, your, Ke- your uh, I almost said Kevin Garnett. I was thinking about you know, <laughs> your Aaron Gordons, your, your guys like that. He's going to guard them. This number kind of surprised me. Josh Green guarding pick and roll ball handlers. According to Synergy, they have this ranking. It goes from poor to excellent. He was ranked good each of the last three years. Good is right above average. It's not very good, and it's not excellent. There's, so there's two ratings above that, but he but he ranked good in that. Ranking good guarding pick-and-roll ball handlers when last year he was sending guards to Christian Woods, JaVale McGee, Davis Bertans, Luca. Like, that's who he was sending people to that he was guarding. That's pretty good. And I think Josh Green can get better at that. He gets a little bit older, better, better condition. He gets to be a little bit better athlete. He's working this offseason. We know he's been working in Vegas. That's where he works in the offseason. If he gets a little bit better at that, that's huge. That's massive for what this team um, for what this team needs him to do. They need him to guard point of attack. He was good at that last year. He'll do it again this year, and they'll ask him to do even a little bit more because he's, he's the guy. He's the defender right now. Unless Omax really steps up, unless Dante Exum really stands out, unless Derek Jones Jr. maybe becomes – a guy that's, that's super playable. I just don't think anybody else but Josh Green is right for that role. And so coming up, how did Josh Green improve from last year to, you know, from the year before to last year? And then what's the, what's next for Josh Green? What more can he bring? Because I think there's one thing that he can do that I think is kind of a little bit underrated. And so let's talk about that coming up. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs, being part of this show. All right, Isaac, let's get into... The next, how Josh Green improved. We've talked, his shooting is one thing that just has astounded many, including myself. He shot 16% from three his rookie year. 16%. One, six. 
It's not good. He takes 100 shots. He makes 16 of them. That's like what I would shoot from three right now. On an NBA three. Second year, he shot about 36% on 2.7 attempts per game. Last year, he shot 40%, which is great. If he shoots 40%, that you're, he's giving you so much. 36 is actually just not bad. Like, that's playable. 40% is awesome. Great. Actually, like a good shooter. And he took 3.6 attempts per game last year. Amazing improvement from him. You look at his catch and shoot numbers, that's even, it's even better if you look at it that way. His rookie year, he shot 17% on like less than one catch and shoot three attempt per game. Didn't have a lot of rhythm. Second year, shot 36% on 1.1 per game. And then last year he took, he shot 41% on about three catch and shoot threes per game. Just incredible shooting development. Love everything he's doing. Hopefully he continues to do it this offseason. His spot-up rating, <laughs> Synergy has a spot-up rating, which is your spot-up shots. It's like your catch-and-shoot type, you know, your your type jumpers. He ranked below average his first two years. Last year, he ranked very good, which is one one more, like one removed from excellent. So incredible improvement from Josh Green on that end. And so I think the next step for him, if we want to turn the page and say what's next for Josh Green, keep the shooting up. Continue to be a really good shooter because he actually did shoot a little bit worse on corner threes compared to his second year. His second year, he shot 42% on corner threes. Last year, he shot 38% on corner threes. So if he can can just maintain and continue to shoot really well in those spot-up shots he's getting from Luka, the passes from Kyrie, all that, then that's awesome. He does have to be a, a better defender. He did take a step back, according to Synergy, as far as a defender. His second year, he ranked as a very good defender, allowing, you know, just about, you know, eight point or uh, .876 points per possession. Last year, he was an average defender. So he went from very good to average. That, that goes down two spots. And he allowed .991 points per possession on defense. He's got to become a better defender. They just need him there. He's been good guarding the pick and roll, and he's going to do that a lot. He's going to do that a lot this season. And so I think that's where he's really going to shine. And that's where he can step up as a better defender. But he does have to be a better one. Because they're going to, they're asking a lot. There's no Dorian. There's no Reggie Bullock. He's got to be a little bit better as a defender. Another thing I think he can do is get out and transition more. I want to see this team push. We've looked at Slovenia. If you've listened to any of the bonus like post-game Slovenia episodes we've done recently, Luka's been kicking it ahead to some of these guys that have been getting out and transition. You get a stop, somebody's like, sprinting out they're they're gone and Luca's got the ball and Luca can he can hit you wherever you are on the court this this guy's passing is just another level the way that he's hitting some of these passes but his full court stuff they've got to get out and transition a little bit more and Josh Green can be that type of guy he's guarding a pick he's guarding a you know pick and roll ball handler a screen comes he's behind the screen he's chasing he's chasing stuff we saw Dorian do all the time he's kind of behind the behind the offensive play a lot and if Luke, if somebody gets a stop at the rim, if they can get any stops at the rim this year, Josh Green can be a guy that sprints out, that leaks out, that, that jumps out in transition, and I think Luka's going to hit him on all those. He ranked excellent in transition, according to Synergy, last year, and he was very good his second year. That's something the Mavericks can use a little bit more. Him, Derek Jones Jr., I think they're going to help the Mavericks get out and run just a little bit more. Omax for sure. Even Derek Lively, I think, can help them get out and transition a little bit more. Rashawn Holmes, too. Rashawn Holmes is not a slouch when it comes to, to running and, and getting out in transition. The one thing, though, I think is underrated that 
Josh Green can add to the offense. He took 4.9 drives per game last year. He took about five drives per game. That doesn't sound like a lot. Dorian took three drives a game last year. Maxi Kleba took 0.8 drives a game. Reggie Bullock, are you sitting? Uh, are you sitting down? Please be sitting down to hear this number. Reggie Bullock took 0.4 drives per game. Basically, every other game, Reggie Bullock would take a drive, a drive, one drive. <laughs> took one. Luca took 20 drives a game. If you want to compare it, Kyrie took 13. Dinwiddie took 10 when he played for the Mavs. Like. Christian Wood took four drives a game for the Mavericks. Reggie Bullock took 0.4. Every other game, he's driving to the rim once. Josh Green taking five drives a game. Grant Williams took took a couple of drives a game last year, too. Adding that extra element to the offense is going to make them less predictable, going to make them less stagnant. It's something that they really absolutely need. And in those drives, here's one area that's even, let's take a step down even further into the depths of nerdiness, too. This is something I think Josh Green can really add to this team. He ranked excellent in 33 pick and roll ball handler possessions. That's not a lot. 33 is not a lot, but they still had him run pick and roll 33 times last year, and he ranked excellent. 33 times in which the play was completed. Let's say that. So it's not one where he runs a pick and roll, there's nothing, he passes out of it. That's not, it's 33% of the time where he finishes with like, he finishes at the rim. So at least 33 times, they definitely asked him to run it more. I should say that. He's really good at getting to the rim. He's got the same good feet he's got on defense and in transition, translate on the offensive end. And he's got a nice little floater too. Like I think he can add that to his game a little bit more. And if he can be a guy that can run a couple of transition plays and that can also run some pick and roll plays here and there, like I know I've been asking for a third ball handler, somebody to, to pick up some slack. Maybe Exum is that guy. He probably is that guy. For them, but don't forget, like the <laughs> in the answer that Nico gave last year when he said people forget about Frank when we yeah. talked about third like third ball handlers, Josh Green was his main answer. Well, you know, Josh can actually handle the ball a little bit, and we expect that from him. And you know that people forget about Frank. <laughs> that drop will never end. But when he said that, he also mentioned Josh Green. He was the first one. So he ranked excellent in 33 pick-and-roll ball handler possessions where he finished the play. His second year, last the year before last, he ranked poor in 18 possessions. So he went from poor to excellent. That's literally the biggest jump you can make. So there was a, a little bit of a leap there. He got a little bit more comfortable. I'm not saying I want to run, you know, 40 pick-and-roll. <laughs> I don't want to run like 20, 15 pick-and-roll plays a game, but can they do it just a little bit? If Luka and Kyrie miss some time, they probably will. They have their whole careers. They miss some time. Can Josh Green pick up some slack and become a little bit of a, a, a creator on the ball? If he can do that a little bit, if Hardy can do that a little bit, then maybe you like you scrape together enough. And Exum can do it a little bit. They maybe and Curry can do it a little bit. Maybe all four of those guys together, you can scrape together enough to be a passable offense and you know win some games that Luca and Kyrie are out. Remember how many games they won without Luca last year? Not many. Before Kyrie, it was none. <laughs> so that's where I think Josh Green can take a next step. Keep shooting. Keep keep the shooting up. Become a little bit better of a defender. And continue to guard pick and roll ball handlers. Get, get the Mavs to get out in transition. I think he can force the Mavericks if he gets out and he runs out in transition. 
And then I think he could add some to the offense with his drives and his pick and roll ball handling just a little bit. And so those are the things that I think he can do to take the next step. That's why I think he's a starter. And that's why I think his extension is coming for him. But they've got to figure it out when it comes to a trade and all that stuff for him. Tomorrow, Isaac and I will be back. We'll talk more about Dallas Mavericks. I may have something on Australia if I can find that game somewhere. They've just got a FIBA preparation game. So Josh Green, Dante Exum, we'll see what they do and if they play. And so check back on the feed for that. If you missed any of our Dirk stuff over the over the weekend, we did a bunch of episodes about Dirk. And Isaac was there. That's why he's not here right now. He was there at Hall of Fame weekend. So he's got a lot of stories and a lot of great stuff to talk about with that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!